Welcome to the Murphy, Sam, and Jody After the Show podcast. Um, today, I want I want to um, go back to our show. And, you know, Becky had called us this morning. We were talking about the fine lines between picking on someone and bullying. And if you're the recipient of either, you know, there is a line that oh, gets crossed. It's a fine line, but I, it, I think she defined it very well. If it's something that you're okay with, then it's not bullying. It's just picking. Mm-hmm. But if it becomes something that is intimidating to you mm-hmm. and, you know, and, and makes you feel lesser, then that's bullying. That's bullying. That's bullying. But one, especially if you've communicated it to them. One thing that um, I don't know that all kids who get picked on communicate it to the bully. I think it's obvious. It should be obvious that it's making them uncomfortable, especially if it's working. The bully knows if it's working because oh, yeah. they continue to do it. I um, um, I had. So when that happened to me once in the sixth grade, mm-hmm. there were two kids who ganged up on me at one time. And mm-hmm. that that's exactly what I. I that was more intimidating than one. Of course. So I didn't communicate it. Of course. What did they bully you with? or like? What they wanted they... to take my watch. Oh. They liked my watch. Did they take it? No. Good. The reason they didn't take it is actually, you know, one of the bullies I recognized from elementary school, he didn't recognize me, <laughs> and I started talking to him, you know, and, and once we started having the conversation, they, oh. they backed off. But at <gasps> first, I wasn't, at first, I really was just stunned. This is sixth grade. I'm 11 horrible, years old. It's a you difficult know? place. Yeah. It was right. a, that was my hardest year, too. That's when I got the, the, the gang of girls yeah. on me. But anyway, straight out of Stranger Things. Yeah. Except I didn't hit anybody with a skate. Okay, so... <laughs> You're exactly right, though. That can be really tough to address, um, you know. Well, yeah. Anyway, I bring it up, up because what of what <laughs> Becky said was that she told us the story of this girl that was just always on her, and it went on for a couple of years, yeah. and finally Becky turned to her and said something. And the girl was like, I know you're not talking to me. And she said, I am talking to you. She finally just had enough. And she said that... She took back her power in that moment. Mm-hmm. And man, Becky, that is speaking my language. And that is something that needs to be discussed. Just the word power. We all have pow- a power, a personal power. But when you're young and you're being picked on, you let it be taken from you. And you're not wrong for that. You're human for that. We've all been there. And that was one of the most powerful things anyone ever said to me, Murphy, mm-hmm. is why are you letting this person take your power? That was a question that was asked of me. And it was that difficult thing I went through when I went, I went to counseling about it. Yeah. I was a young adult. You know yeah. what I'm talking oh, about. Yeah. yeah, you were in your you were in your very late 20s at that point. And yeah. this woman, this an amazing social worker, I only saw her a few times because honestly, I, I got a lot out of the two or three times I spoke to her. She was like, you're letting this person take your power. That's what's going on here. Hmm. And I was like, whoa, because it made so much sense to me. It's like when I was around this person, I wasn't me anymore. Yeah. And that is what that was what that essentially means. And I just love the way Becky related that to the bully situation because she took her power back. She was nervous to do it. It took courage to do it. She was scared. But she never let anybody else take her power again. And I thought, wow, that is good. We can all be put into and whatever dropped into situations where we feel a little off where dynamics change and you feel a little different okay or we feel a little insecure but if you remember to hold on to your own power you'll be okay like you're the same person no matter what's swirling around you who uh, who took your power away in your 20s 
Wasn't me, was it? Of course not. Okay. Making sure. <laughs> As if. No. Just want to make sure I don't have to get it Sam, back. Sam, it was a family situation oh, okay. that well, threw me off balance for a while. Yeah. And, you know, yeah, a reveal, for lack of a better term. Oh. And, you know, what I was going to say before you use that as the example mm-hmm. is when you're talking about somebody who's nine or ten years old, even if you try to explain, no. don't let them take your power, I don't know that you're going to get mm-hmm. or understand that. Or like middle school, where you're already uncertain, and if you don't have a strong friend group that builds confidence and those kind of things, then it's going to be tough to really understand you know, what that means. And it was, So what I was going to say is you will grasp that as you get older, but the reason that that took your power away, because really you were 30 when that happened. I know. And, um, but I the know. reason that that took your power away without you knowing is it was so personal it threw you back to childhood yes there were so many things that were it was about identity that made you vulnerable again yes because you're one of the strongest people i know i mean you really have a grasp on wasn't when trying I was a to, kid. to reset yourself you weren't when you were a kid nope. but, but you were when you were 30 yeah. and this was the first thing i ever saw you saw knock you off and you yes. know and then yes you know the counselor was the one who redirected but you. i just wanted to bring it back up thank you becky for saying it today whether it's and i mean for anybody listening this it doesn't have to be about picking or bullying it can be about anything it can be about, about your professional career right if you're walking into a situation that you're nervous about you have a big opportunity um don't let don't let the room take your power don't let the ceo shake your power mm-hmm. i'm not saying walk in there and tell him what's what her, or her what's what i'm saying you know, you are still who you are. Yeah. No matter you know what you know what is swirling around you, and that is something that kids do have to learn. It's a coming of age thing. Yeah. You know, most six year olds don't know their power yet. I don't well, want to so, know your personal details, but what sure. did you do to get your power back? Understanding that, understanding that what happened. That's why, oh my gosh, if you were ever really battling something, even if you think well, it's something simple, like a difficulty with somebody you work with, it's going to, to counseling is really good. Everybody can use it. Right. So look, I understand why you don't want to go into the to the details on this one, but we need I to let go the, a little but, bit. Right, but we, so for anybody listening to this podcast, we want to let you in enough to know the the reason that Jody got her power back, Sam, is because <laughs> she realized that this was not about her. It What happened was an identity crisis for Jody, and like most things in our lives where we get, uh, you know, where we succumb to fear or we become defensive, a lot of times it grows in our brain more so than what is reality. Mm. Yeah. And so I think once Jody realized, wait, that's about him and them, that's not about me, and this is my experience, she turned around. But it took you a while. Yeah. Is that I went fair to for say? A, I mean, it did. That... I went for a few sessions with this lady, professional counselor, and I loved her. But by the end of it, I six or seven times I went to see her maybe. By the end of it, I was like, look, this is wonderful. You've given me a lot. But I don't, I'm not the kind of person that I don't want to be here once a week or, or twice a month. I'd rather be out living my life. So if it's okay, <laughs> she was like, it's awesome that you don't want to come back. But please know that the door is open when you do want to come back. Yeah. Which I thought was a beautiful thing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it is, I mean, different subject. Sometimes hard to do to end counseling because it, I, it's yeah. like you've reached the point where you think you've gotten all that you need out of it and you don't know what else, you know, why keep going if mm-hmm. I don't know what I need to get next. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel that way. I was like, I, I knew that I would go back to her if I ever needed her. Yeah. 
and I loved having her, but I but got the situation the, was the, I went for that specific reason that I felt way off center and I needed someone to talk to about who wasn't in my life and involved emotionally like Murphy or yeah. family. I needed somebody who was unbiased to talk to me about this. And she gave me so much. She also helped me with that word should. The first day I sat down and said, look, this is what I've learned about my life that I didn't know about me that I didn't know. I don't even know how I should feel about it. She said, well, there's no should. How you feel about it is how you feel about it. There is no should. Yeah. And so, boom, she dropped some big ones on me. And then the second or third time, she had sent me home with like, I want you to write down what happens every time you're around this person and tell me what you're not going to do, what let happen next time. And you know what I wrote down? I'm not going to let him take my power from me. And that's all I wrote instead of a list. And I brought that back and she was like, there you go. There's your answer for every situation you get in where you feel, Mm. you know, uncomfortable or vulnerable in this way. Yeah. You know, the the other thing that I was going to say, well, Sam, so about counseling – why it, nobody ever says counseling has to end mm-hmm. i've been i've been going to a counselor regularly since my mother passed and there mm-hmm. are some days in fact most visits there's not a big problem that i'm working on it's yeah. just a you know it's what they call a brain dump and some people don't the worst thing that you can do that perpetuates fear in your life is to isolate and draw in the best thing that you can do is verbalize it and if you don't have somebody who you trust at least writing it on a piece of paper you know gets that out because um, the other thing that this you know this counselor also recommended to me it, it, years ago was um, when you experience fear, and so I guess advice for bullying when you're younger and when advice for fears that you face when you're older are going to be two different things because simply sure. you've, you've experienced things in your life where you can put things in context. And where I'm going with this is um, it's the book's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway, which is solid advice. Yeah. And well, I don't know why you're laughing about it. It's the name. The, I mean, I know the name sounds funny. but <laughs> I can laugh at the name. I think it's a funny name. But the truth is... Um, you know, if you, if you feel fear, sometimes we, we make fear a reality and right. I had, we, oh, yeah. can, we can really blow it uh-huh. up to be the real thing. We immediately start to imprint in our own brain. <laughs> this is what what's we, happening. Right. Or... And what other people are thinking and stuff that, and it's all lies for the most part, but you know, of course you have to trust your intuition. I mean, there are things that you, if you logically think about it, you will know, okay, your life experience tells you don't do this or do this. But most times, it's you just acknowledge the fear, and you just do it anyway. Yeah. And I, mean, I can't tell you how many times I've done that in my life, walking into a room with my knees shaking you know, to do different things that I did not want to do, mm-hmm. and I did them. Yeah. And then once you do them, you're, you're, you're done. And that's another way of- You get better. Of, yeah. of, of basically remembering, you know, don't let somebody else take your power, because that's what you're doing, even if that isn't one person. You know what I mean? If it can a, be a situation. Right, right. <clears throat> Right. I'm going into a situation later this week. You guys know professional situation. That's a big kind of a big thing for me. I'm excited about it, but there's a low level anxiety. I'm going to be in front of a bunch of people in our industry kind of representing us. And it's there's a lot of different panel discussions going on. And my problem is ours is the first first morning, first day. I don't get to warm up by watching other people. It's okay, but with that, there's no expectations yet. I there's guess. no like, oh, she had to come on after this guy. And this. You're right. Ooh, I don't have to follow anybody. Ooh, oh, that's a good point. Thank you yeah. for that. Yeah. Gives me a little of my power back.
Yeah. Anyway, I just want to throw that Until out the there. the second group when they say, oh, these, this group's better than that first group. <laughs> I will say this. I don't and think- here, there Sam turns yeah. it back around. <laughs> One more thing about power. I, am, I, 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 I especially feel like women need to know um, their own power. Not that men don't struggle with it, but I do think women do struggle with it a lot about yeah. knowing your own power in a situation. And so it, it bothers me when I see a woman who's wonderful and capable but doesn't know her own power. Yeah. And I know that because I was that girl. Maybe that's why I seem so overdone now or I don't know, so full of power because yeah. I'm compensating for being that little kid that was so meek, that yeah. redheaded girl that used to cry at school because all the girls were mean to me. Like... Yeah. You know, I didn't know I had power then. I didn't use it. Hey, look, if that's a compensation, you know, for you now, great. That's a that's a positive well, thing. So. You know, that's a good thing. What do you yeah. tell a 10-year-old who doesn't know what that means to get my power back? Gosh, that's a good question. Just think about if you were telling Taylor or Phoebe, our daughters, that at that age. Uh-huh. That they don't really know you. If somebody is being mean to you, they don't really know you. They're testing the waters with you, but if you stand up more straight and you show them that you're, you know, tough and powerful, even if you don't feel it, show them that and you will find a different situation. Yeah. Like, you know, stand on your own two feet. You're tougher than you know, is what I would say. Yeah. Missed any part of the show? Get it all on the Murphy, Sam and Jody podcast.